interested in finding out more about the psychic game because okay. yes. mother always talks about being in connection. So we uh, somewhere feel the presence, but it's always you keep moving away from it and then you, you know, touch back again. So it, it, how is the means or ways Wonderful. to be in it always? It's the first question that should be asked. <laughs> Actually, without this discovery, all life is nothing but a crass ignorance. So mother gives some very beautiful insights about it. So it's a long journey to start with. It's not discovered by learning a 14-day crash course in Nirvana or 10-day course on discovering the psychic being with $1,000. If we are nurturing those ideas, we might as well not start the journey. She says you need the patience as if one is discovering unknown continents. So these stories of, you know, uh, who was that man who went all the way to discover Antarctica? I'm not using the story of discovering India and America because the story ends very badly. <laughs> but the story of uh, this captain of the ship who, Endurance, who went all the way to discover Antarctica was a failed mission, but people swear by his name that if there has to be a captain, it should be like like him. So one needs to keep in your bag certain things, backpack. So one of them is patience, perseverance, endurance, watchword, faith. And, you know, it looks, huh, all that is there. Yes, but it is tested as we move. Why? Because we are going to discover something like Indiana Jones movies. One particular one I remember where Steven Spielberg, the whole series, where he is going to discover the cup of Christ, which is, you know, uh, hidden inside. And what are the challenges? Why are there are challenges? Precisely because it is, as Shubhendra says, the cup of immortality. And he says that, do you want it to be given to a weakling? See, the divine also learns that Ravan ko de diya tha. I had given to him just like that. <laughs> We are not ready to be served on a platter. So when we go through this process, it becomes beautiful, gainful, but it is a challenging process. So if you want no challenges, no this thing, just should be, I learned to concentrate and find it, then there are uh, schools of thought and <laughs> quick fix techniques. But this is a patient discovery. So we must pack these things in our bag and keep on increasing it. If faith is challenged, and one of the simplest way to increase such things is every time that a difficulty or challenge comes across, life is full of that. And in fact, the greater the possibility, the greater the challenges. Sometimes we can almost say that if there is no challenge, perhaps kindergarten, God has forgotten us. So challenges come in different ways in everyone's life in one way or the other. So every time we meet with a challenge, we get sometimes too much occupied with that and forget what are we there for. The moment we remember, oh, my task is to go there and find it. See, in Mahabharata's story, how uh, on the day Abhimanyu dies, Trigat kings, they come and challenge Arjuna. And Sri Krishna tells him, this is not the goal. The goal is elsewhere. But Arjuna says, no, I'm a Kshatriya, I'll take the challenge. Krishna cautions him. But he goes. And he goes and we know the rest is history. Though he is able to kill Trigat Naresh, but he loses Abhimanyu. So, 
we must understand what is the challenge i have undertaken it's not to prove a point or put down someone or be one up man no there is only one challenge uh, i think today lalit bhai such a beautiful thing you said many lives to do one thing so once we stay focused this is it that i want and this concentration must build up it is not a moment's concentration that i sit and meditate this builds up when this becomes the preoccupation of a life so while we are going through anything and everything life is a journey many landscapes soulscapes mindscapes hardscapes will come but the enduring thing watchword must be that this is what i must find because without this my life is adhura which is a fact so this will grow and build up through all the various aspects of life then second thing she wants once we have kept the things in our backpack and every time we meet with a difficulty we can make our own pick up that little thing in our back and your else learns little more <laughs> okay keep it <laughs> even physical travels different kinds of food so plasticity let me pick it up and keep it flight got delayed long journey problems challenges okay perseverance patience trust so this way we keep on increasing our good backpack <laughs> equanimity fundamental watchword and with all this we keep advancing sometime we'll advance very fast sometime we'll advance slow shubhendra had this beautiful letter to the mother in 1915 he says that uh, it is like the you know he speaks about his own sadhana he says it's much like the trench warfare in europe so what is trench warfare both sides the enemies are in trench they can see each other i ball to i ball you know but they can't advance because whoever comes out to advance will be shot <laughs> they are having an eye ball to eye ball contact it's a very interesting situation i have seen those trenches you know in in indian borders siachen so if you are in that and the enemy is also in his trench you can see each other but you can't dare to come out because if you come out whoever comes out takes the first he says what do you do during that state he says if you cannot advance there are times when you cannot even sit for concentration but still it must be there hovering inside even as a thought even something mechanically okay padhna hai aaj savitri nothing else okay i am going to take mother's name even if my whole being is feeling exhausted and tired ma 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 some way of connecting and reminding ourselves so she says remind yourself always let this discovery be like the overarching preoccupation of a life and for that few things so that things don't drag us outside is to learn to step back and when we step back and see we'll see that most of the things we get so much hassled about are really not worth it so much time and energy we waste in that so much you know time is lost so she says uh, whatsapp has come much later to pull us out but <laughs> <laughs> before that there was mahalla gossip are <laughs> you what happened now people are discussing over that what oh, this happened that happened is it really worth it at the end of the day what counts is what is that one pointed goal it's one point and this one point is something very interesting you know she speaks about it uh, see see kartike's weapon is spear kartike is a god in indian mythology who and he is called as deva senapati he is the leader of the army of gods why is he holding a spear you ex- you know expect him to be armed with all kinds of 
machine guns and all this, but he has a spear. So he represents the soul in man. So he is on peacock, the victory. And that story is, of course, another story, and I must not get into too many stories. <laughs> but spear point is literally that he represents the soul. So our entire, you see, aspiration is always symbolized as mountains. All the mountains, that's why they are awe-inspiring. And look at a mountain. It's awe-inspiring. It's like the entire aspiration climbing up. You see, should be the symbol. Matter aspires through light, life and love. And then the grace is descending down. So everything must become slowly into one-pointedness. Any event of life must become a catalyst for turning towards that. If it's a beautiful event, I mean pleasant event, let me put it like that. Lord, your grace is infinite. Unpleasant event, your grace is infinite. Because either which way, it is the grace which is carrying us. And that's a whole journey. So to become more and more one-pointed. And for that, she again advises a few practical things. One is to learn to step back. This journey itself is very fascinating, arduous, challenging, extracting. So we should not lose time in getting into all kinds of meaningless things. Life is there, everything is there, fine, but not to be preoccupied with that. And then she says, anything that we do before we do, to once again remind them, reminding ourselves. So she gives these wonderful things, the food that you eat. And see, this was inbuilt in Indian culture at least. So before we eat, offer it to the divine. Yesterday that I was about to say, you know, that morning, that ashram dining room bread. So, yeah, it reminded me, there is no bread like ashram dining room bread. But at the same time, when, uh, you know, Mahalakshmi's grace and, you know, food is served, everything becomes a prasad. Because that too is, receives the touch. So, that's the beauty given to man, that he can consciously turn whole life into a, Sacrament is sacrifice to the eternal. That's what she says. All your life must become a... Now, sacrifice is not a painful thing, but refining. Sacrifice means to refine things. Love is there between human beings. It's not that you have to leave this for that. But you have to turn it also towards that. So when love is refined, when it is, when we get rid of, you know, all kinds of false attachments, when we get rid of the, you know, that ego struggles and fights. We refine the energy of love. Very often people say ki Bhagwan ki bhakti nahi hoti. You know, I am not able to love Lord. First we learn to refine love because if love is crude, it can't turn towards the divine. That's why certain proscriptions. We can either let this energy of love flow into lust or we can gather it up into a one-pointing spire and turn it into a fire. So everything must be turned toward the divine. Food we eat, Sleep to offer it to the divine. She says, before we speak, just she says, a tad bit moment. A tad is a modern word, she doesn't use that. But a little bit moment, just step back and say that may only those words come out which are going to help myself and this world become a better place. See, what is mother's work? If this world is to be transformed, then everywhere there should be the aspiration. Every time we criticize somebody, we have actually fixed him, made it that much more difficult for the divine and for because you have now labeled. 
but every time when we remind people of the inherent beauty it's not flattery of course is uh, ugly i mean it's something deceit but when we genuinely remind each other of the beauty inside things of the glory the great discovery then life becomes so beautiful it helps everyone and when we help everyone we help ourselves sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramaya so this is the principle behind this discovery that offer everything one practice in integral yoga is to remember and offer i think this is a wonderful mantra remember the divine of course not the ego and offer to the divine everything seemingly good seemingly bad seemingly pleasant seemingly painful even within us tendencies outside things is very easy to offer this is a very nice uh, bhajan originally dujend lal roy even shri ramakrishna said something to this effect but the bhajan runs like this bhali buri hu jaisi prabhu ji rakho apne paas yah le lo ma i'll translate it yah le lo ma paap tumhara yah le lo ma punya tumhara all that i call as ugliness within me mother you take it don't try to cover it oh i shouldn't show i should wear a nice sadhuvacha facade of this dress girwan white and look very nice no just as we are before her. that's why with the mother we can be like that no divine is coming mother precisely so because nothing is hidden from the mother child mother knows inside out <laughs> so this is how we relate and when there are beautiful things so i am the one who is being praised i am the one i am the one so <laughs> he said we should say one is the one <laughs> that's it and just turn this i remove this little bit and make it i make it one one is the one and to offer these things remembrance then what happens a whole internal climate develops in the consciousness there is a peace and quietude which develop so you don't have to meet through all these hard rocky stones otherwise when we try to go within sit for meditation first thing that resists is the physical body in savitri we see these three levels so what does the physical body say you may sit for two hours i'll not let you go in i'll give you a nice nap because the body knows only inertia and we come out fresh why because good nap wah kya meditation mother says some people when they meditate they get into a very beautiful feeling and they think that they had a wonderful meditation so it's not like okay i have done every day one hour meditation more important is 23 hours what we were doing <laughs> so when this happens this inner space becomes clear of clutters the second level is the vital which is all the time in savitri we have these three levels no the giant head of life and what does it say aggrandizes everything you 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 and you are covering the whole world and ultimately the you covers the divine see that so we have to remember that it is all belongs to the divine and whenever things develop or praise especially the vital is so much seeking praise it gets so moved with praise so it has to learn one of the signs of agni in the vital and vital conversion is this it's not moved by praise not that it's practicing some stoic it's not like it's a nay 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 nothing not like that sahaj roop so you know that it is all divine since you can't help it so this is the to get above praise and blame to get above these you know uh, astuti ninda dau tyagi 
खोजे तब निर्वाणा श्री कृष्ण टेल्स इन द गीता शीतोष्ण सुख दुखेशु हानि लाभ हो जया जियो ऑल द ड्वेलिटीज दैट विल कम टू डिस्ट्रैक्ट अस टू स्टे फोकस्ड सो दैट्स व्हाट स्टे फोकस्ड देन व्हाट हैपेंस द इनर पाथ बिकम्स क्लियर एंड देन शी सेज इट्स ऑल देयर इन सावित्री डिस्कवरी ऑफ द सोल सो द थर्ड लेवल एट व्हिच द डिफिकल्टी कम्स द माइंड immediately it receives a truth it crystallizes it says this is it so if one day you were kneeling down and you had a beautiful experience now you say you know this is the technique <laughs> you make a fool of everyone <laughs> you may sit you may kneel you may play football you may walk and you will discover because there is actually nothing else you know you were saying that story yesterday i was reminded of another story i'll share chutnarayan ji some of you may have heard uh, chutnarayan sharma so he used to share many of his uh, beautiful personal life events with me one of them was that he was a young boy 15 and he saw uh, there was a sadhu in the town and everybody called him mad okay so if you are called mad know that uh, mad is not always a negative thing okay <laughs> so uh, there is a you know in ashram nowadays they ask psychiatric uh, certification so people come and ask me i'm supposed to certify so they ask me uh, won't you ask any questions or take an interview i says just tell me one thing are you normal or abnormal <laughs> only one person gave me the right answer if i was normal i would be pursuing normal aims i said good <laughs> <laughs> which normal person will pursue such aims <laughs> so and final word is by shurbindo man is an abnormal seeking his own normalcy so uh, this is another thing you know always keep a touch of humor and cheerfulness in life sadhana is not a serious process now i am a serious sadhak so i'll not smile i'll not there used to be one radhanand you may have heard from jhumur ji this story she'll tell you so uh, when he would come out he was like a traditional yogi he must so he he'll close his eyes so they doesn't want to see and get distracted and these two wonderful lovely girls you know chauhan jhumur ji so they used to take a great joy when he's coming near tangri de and he would close his eyes <laughs> so you see that's not how things are done we have this idea sadhana is towards whom anand mein divine is anand mein there is something so beautiful about uh, indian thought that he is delight how can the journey be uh, grim and sorrow this is a man of sorrows to get rid of him we are moving towards the all delightful so people are, people often ask what is the sign that we are progressing one sign is that we are cheerful very practical sign that we smile mother has given this sign to smile under every circumstance in savitri of this line a smile was its return to life and pain it's a all victorious smile the smile of the certitude that the divine is with us to live constantly with this thought that the divine is with us to keep reminding ourselves that we are never alone and actually when we are alone it is blissful because then <laughs> more easily we can but to just stay connected and then when and not to make a dogma what is good for me may not be good for another person to make a fetish of vegetarianism mother spoke of even that you know the when the world vegetarian congress asked her for a message <laughs> she didn't give the message for two months they reminded her she didn't give a message <laughs> so the disciples is asking for a message and she gave said i wanted to tell some strong things what that's why <laughs> but it is about not to make a dogma of anything 
you won't find god just by these means it would be so easy it doesn't matter it is with this idea this burning flame so to keep it burning now that comes the complementary side of the sadhana she says there is a positive side and a negative side of sadhana positive side is everything that feeds the flame let it grow so for instance a gathering like this i take it as a yagya it is not a talk and these are not random events mind you uh, let me also say this since you know we are at it it is by some strange uh, set of circumstances for last few years different people have been calling me to europe and it didn't materialize for different reasons this is my first trip and i land up in of course mother's place mm-hmm. and this is the first talk technically literally on the european soil so these are not random events we may think about it as you know but behind all these things there is a plan which is working and there is a beauty in letting it unfold so several times the trips didn't work out and i did oh i have to push myself somehow even this trip was on the verge of collapsing as is okay nahi hua to nahi hua because of visa issues and all that but it turned out suddenly a window opened so to remember always you know this makes life a wonderful discovery so the positive side is meetings like this satsang satsang is this instead of satsang is not just people with a like minded but centered around a core because like minded people can meet over a dinner party and there would be nothing to do with satsang satsang is to join together in that beauty of the light it is and if nobody is there with a the book books like shobh in those books are sat sang so to read every day something to connect us to be together to cultivate quietude will it allow the flame to grow but storms of passions too much excitement anger worst of all fear they cover the flame with smoke ambition there is a line in the mother that your faith what it should be and should not be it must not be like a low you know it should not be done under ambition faith in the divine so that he fulfills my ambition it is a faith which is moved by ambition is a low and smoke obscured flame that cannot rise upward to heaven this part little bit paraphrasing but a low and smoke obscured when we are driven by ambition chapter 3 of the mother is a low and smoke obscured flame so turning to god i want the psychic being why some people even abhi to swami ji ban jayenge yogi ban jayenge nothing of that sort but it is worth it what else is worth it frankly because this is a permanent thing which we carry so meet those people who will ignite this flame and avoid that guru nanak says it this way he says uh, साधो मन का मान त्यागो काम क्रोध संगति दुर्जन की तासे अहनिश भागो स्टे अवे फ्रॉम द कंपनी ऑफ पीपल जस्ट लाइक सत्संग इट्स अदर कॉम्प्लीमेंट्री साइड इज स्टे अवे फ्रॉम द कंपनी ऑफ पीपल प्लेसेस एनवायरनमेंट पार्टीज एंड ऑल दैट वेयर यू विल कम बैक ड्रेन्ड एग्जॉस्टेड इफ दिस इज द गोल अदरवाइज इट्स ओके इट्स नॉट लाइक अ मॉरल इश्यू डोंट गो टू पार्टी एंड नो ईच टू ईच इज ओन complete freedom in that but if we really want this then we have to do it's like if i want to like madam curie she wanted to discover 
something amazing. So you have to take certain precautions. You are so preoccupied. Even forgot that today is my marriage anniversary for a for a change. A woman forgot. <laughs> you know, she paid her life to you know help everybody. And then her husband carried on the research. So this should be. So you have to shield yourself against these forces. But always it's not possible. So when we meet, one has to do the nam jap. Remember the mother. Practice equanimity. Look at this world. This wonderful, dangerous, delightful world, <laughs> full of amusing things, and without judging, non-judgmental, and to just stay quiet with it. So then, and not to fix things into dogma. Each is on his journey. There are different stages, uh, even within one life, and there are different people. So not to, you know, uh, nobody should be condemned as gone forever. But the other side is, we should know what is what. Even the snake has a destiny. If it surrenders to Shiva, he becomes Vasuki. Or if he gives himself and prostrates at the feet of Lord Vishnu, he becomes Sheshashaya. But if he roams around the wild, is a dangerous creature. <laughs> Stay away. Don't put him around you. See, all divine is in all <laughs> beings. Dangerous, you know. Only Shiva snake you can touch like that because snake knows Shiva is right behind. If I do any hanky panky, he's a Shiva Bhakt. <laughs> I better stay in my place. So that is the principle that one adopts in life. So one doesn't condemn, but at the same time, one knows what is what. Not knowing this, very often great ideals have become a cause of great harm to the earth because of this lack of discernment. But discernment is not judgmental, judgmentalness of condemning something forever. So just to see things with this quietude, knowing that the divine is in all, whenever we meet with an appearance which is troublesome, to know that he dwells in this also. There's a small little experience I had with somebody from the ashram, never went out. So often we have this pride, I have never gone out. Okay, but you know, much more challenging is to go out and live out and <laughs> do the yoga. I have seen both sides. So I can say for sure people who are, I personally have a much softer corner that this is yoga. Everything is there. Swarga Nagari is a different thing. I mean, so somebody went along with me first time, you know, outside the ashram. So I said, since you have come out, take you and Take you to a mall. You, what is a mall? I said, Monday. Gaon ki Monday ya mall hogi. Am I saying something wrong? They used to. That's how it used to be in villages. No Monday, where you have food grains, you have yeah. uh, you have jewelry shop, you have clothes, everything. Then it's become now you have painted and made it beautiful, and everything is attractive. The cost is <laughs> so that's small. So, say, I, so the person went and felt very intimidated, you know, because first time you go out and when you are from a little village background, I want to go out here. I said, okay, I'll tell you one thing. Calm down, sit on this chair. Now you start seeing Krishna everywhere. I said, this is the place. <laughs> so I said, after half an hour, you'll feel quiet. See him in all things that happen. Uh, so this is not that you must create such situation, but this I'm just saying to have that wideness. Mother focused on these two things, wideness and plasticity. Two things which are so needed. So as we do all this, so mind also should not be shut up in a fixed dogma. 
what we were doing 20 years back need not be the same thing i would do all my life that means i have not progressed if somebody tells me you know often uh, sorry but this how i say old age how do you define it when people start saying you know jab main chhota bachcha tha badi sharaarat karta tha you know bajaj ad roshan hota bachaj when i was young it was so beautiful life was so beautiful now you know things are that means i have not progressed frankly speaking <laughs> life is progressing in everything so when we are stuck and glued to a way of life which my parents or their parents or their grandparents then i have really you know but when we are always looking forward towards a beautiful luminous future with the faith that you see the story of krishna is about that that's why krishna is shown always as youthful and a child that's other says that because he is always progressing so to keep this urge of progress whatever i may have discovered is nothing i may have had a great realization what does it matter there is no end to the beautiful discovery now instead of being intimidated this should make us feel happy what a boring life it should be oh i had this realization now i'll sit and teach everybody no life is such a marvelous discovery because the divine is infinite so to live with all these senses it breaks the mental dogmas and barriers why because uh, divine meets us unexpectedly with a psychic discovery i can share with you on even on personal notes Uh, and shobindu spoke about it that all his and mother's experience happened spontaneously that is the joy of the unexpectedness so when we are closing our eyes to put a little more and we have there is a group meditation and everybody is using this mutra and going inside with you know maybe god is just standing outside and says open your eyes child i am right there <laughs> <laughs> remember amalkiran said this <laughs> so when mother would meditate these two sides people were sitting and somebody used to sit right in front and amakiran would be keeping his eyes open and sometimes he would draw draw sketches and even give a caption so one of them was of course purani ji when you know you know purani ji was a wrestler and his his neck was pretty and when he would sit in meditation lord lol a little so he made his him you know with the neck all compressed and looking down and he gave a caption undermined by the supermind undermined by the overmind <laughs> <laughs> so somebody asked him why don't you close your eyes like this he says why should i when jagat janni is sitting in front of me mother spoke about it chub in the letter just looking into their photographs he said yes this is a means of coming into contact with them so it's true that divine is inside but wherever there is a manifestation of the divine outside that to also that's why he has done all this that's why she gave the photographs yesterday we were saying you know shobindu out of his infinite compassion the day the year he was leaving the body 6 months before he gave these photographs otherwise between 1920 to 1950 people wanted he didn't give but he knew that to give this so there are wonderful means and this idea of yes ultimately the discovery is inner but there are many things outwardly which can be a wonderful help i personally my favorite is mother's music her savitri reading nothing like that is nothing like mother's own voice savitri reading and with sunil das music there is sone par suhaga so you know nothing more than that you can you know 
so to play it, even if one cannot meditate, concentrate, you're feeling bad, open randomly, Savitri, to carry it all the time with us. So all these are even external aids given to help us discover and we should make full use. So in my room, I have all Mother and Shubhino's pictures all around. So once a group of students came from a very left liberal university in India. So they were very happy talking to me till they came to my room. So I don't talk to them about Mother and Shubhino unless you ask. Suddenly this one Sir, why are all these pictures in your house? I said, you have a problem. <laughs> so, no, no, then they got, you know, I said, you have a problem. If I, It's my choice. Some people put uh, parents' pictures. Some people put, I put their picture because I love them. So is there a problem in putting a picture of somebody whom I love? <laughs> so you see how this kind of thought process, no, no, no. Nowadays, social approval. <laughs> so you do what you wish. So I used to keep live divine and Savitri on my table. All through my Air Force days, even hang the mother's calendar, play Sunilda's music. People said, no, 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 Air Force, you're not supposed to do that. I said, let somebody come and tell me. I'll give my reasons. <laughs> mother's grace, nobody. Commandants came, very senior officers came and they would see. And they would, because they are there, they will take care. I don't have to worry. But never to get intimidated by all these things. So to carry them all the time. So every which way. And then, of course, finally comes the concentration in the heart. After all, when all this, all this must go on together. And for that, Mother says, first thing before we concentrate, what are we really seeking? It's not like, okay, you know, some people make an image. Psychic being is like this and is it this or it is the divine presence? Is there a difference? Just to discover the divine within psychic will come. What else? That is the door. If you want to go to the temple to have darshan of the divine, you will come to the door. Is there any other way? So we are not seeking the door. We are seeking the divine inside. Psychic will come because that is the door. It is the door to the divine and the universal and the transcendent divine. The mother described the psychic as the wire connecting with the body, the lamp, with the divine, the generator. So follow this trail and any which way, this concentration need not be at a particular moment. Follow the world's winding highway to its course. There one finds, trod by rare wounded pilgrim feet. And then like Amarnath, go down in the cave. See all our temples located high up or going down to teach humility, to teach the perseverance, breath may so to keep practicing abhyas, the only way to uh, perfect meditation is through abhyas. There is no other shortcut technique. To every day to make a time when one will sit. And while one is doing remembering and offer all these things, then it works. Okay, this is a time when I more intimately, he whom I am remembering otherwise, I want to be in a very intimate close contact. And then one like a child just contacts. You can use an image of the flame. Mother has given a few images. One image is you are sitting before a door. Asking you are on the other side. Open the door. The other image is going through a tunnel towards the light. Simplest images. See, Mother and Shubhinda are perfect gentlemen. She has not said concentrate upon me. Later on she wrote like that to some disciples. But that is the fact for us to concentrate on their luminous form, deep inside, in the center of the heart, 
no need for anatomical and geographical details. It's a different geography inside. The inner space does not follow the anatomical heart is on the left, but the psychological heart is in the center. And when we start moving, there is only one way. So one keeps going inside. One day one sits, comes out, nothing happened. Doesn't matter. Next day, next day. Like the story of Kalidas, you know, Rassi Avat Jatte Silpar Padat Nisan. You make a rope go again and again over a uh, rocky stone, you will see after some time there is dent. Even drops of water pierce through stones. Hopefully, we are not stones, <laughs> but even if we are, <laughs> ultimately, before the power of concentration. And she says that in the beginning itself, don't seek all this for any ulterior motives and ambition. The divine for the sake of the divine. What else is worth seeking? So the story of Chotnarayanji suddenly. So there was this madman. And one day he followed him and asked him. Ki, his name was Bholua, Bholu something. Bholu, are you mad or you are a saintly man? So he looked at him. He said, why are you asking? He said, the whole village says you are a mad person. So he remained quiet and after some time he said, no, I am not mad. So he says, have you seen God? He says, is there anything else to see? <laughs> is there anything else to see? Then he asked, can you show it to me? He said, no, your path is different. What do you mean? I don't even have a path. No, your guru is already there. He has called you to the path. But I have no guru. He had not known about Madhanshir. He will come. He is already watching over you. How do you know? He says, I see him. <laughs> Look at how the sense of time. We think we are the ones discovering. We went to Pondicherry. We discovered. We don't realize <laughs> it is he. <laughs> who was playing hide and seek the eternal game of the divine beloved. And then one moment comes and you say, oh, I am the one. So sometimes I really don't know. Uh, earlier I would recount this story, how I went to Mother Shavindo in nice detail. But I realized I, I really don't know. She is the one who called and God knows. Kapse, you know, as you discover, you realize that your, your pact with them is like Jai Vijay from the time time started. So... Mother said that and somebody asked, Mother, have we all met in previous lives? This is my child. Yes. All of you are here today because I have promised this to you. You don't remember it, but I remember it. So to live with this great assurance that what I cannot do today, however much time it takes, will be done one day because it doesn't really depend on me. It depends on the divine. There is a moment of disclosure and he will disclose that verse in the Katopanishad. Naya matma na pravachane na medhana bahuna shrutin yama veshe vranute tene labhyasta shesha atma vivranute tanuswa. The self discloses itself. And the same thing Shurabindra and the mother describes. The inexpressible mystery sometimes chooses a vessel of descent. Suddenly it discloses itself. Why? Because it knows. To close with this little story. Mother said, she said, you know, because somebody asked, Mother, I am sitting for concentration, all that, nothing is happening. 
<laughs> I've heard everything. Reversal, this, that. Nothing is happening. Since he gave this example of the little egg, he says, if you look at the egg, seems nothing is happening. And inside the egg, the chick also doesn't know what is happening. I like this story better than the caterpillar and the butterfly. <laughs> nothing is happening. So, but mother hen knows there is a chick inside. Her own little form is inside. And so she is brooding over it. She is giving the heat and energy required. And one day when the baby is ready, the chick is ready, all that she has to do is to peck and the chick flies out. <coughs> so no effort which is made Godward is ever wasted. Swalpamasya dharmasya, the Gita says. Even a little, the Ramayana says, ek ghadi ya do ghadi, aadho me puniyad. One moment or two moments or less than even half or half of half moment. Tulsi Sangati Saduki Hare Kotiya Prad. The company of the great ones, the wise ones, the holy ones, it dissolves many obstacles which are on the path. So with this thought, we must sit and continue. Sit is inside. Actually, literally, it means that the word, you know, yesterday we were speaking about root words. Stand. Sthiti. The root is S-N-T. Plenty of root words in Latin and Sanskrit are very common, but that's a different story altogether. So we must sit inside on the asana of faith, unswerving faith, and seek the divine as if we were seeking the very breath of our life. Because truly, without him, we are living dead. And with him, even while the world sees we have died, but we live eternally. Okay, so I don't know whether it yeah, answered it, your question. It answered many questions <laughs> without being asked. So, but uh, anything, true. yeah. And they would like some water? No, no, I don't yeah. need, yeah. There's another rust which flows. Any other question which anyone has? But this is the most important thing. Actually, all... She um, has said the mind cannot understand spiritual things. We must know this arrogance of the mind. Sadho manka manatyago. This is such a terrible thing. It's one of the banes of today's. I'm not saying one should be mindless and unintelligent. No. Mind is something which has developed through the course of evolution. But the mind by its very nature cannot understand the divine because if it could then mind would be God. Logically. It cannot understand. But there is something else in us which can understand by opening to the divine grace. It doesn't mean forever we will never understand. But to understand we need to stand under. That's what Upanishad says. Upanishad word means this. Upanishad word means two things. Going to the heart of the knowledge. Upanishad inner knowledge, entering the inner being for two now, or sitting at the feet of the realized one, one realizes. So it means humility before the divine, one realizes great truths. So to learn to stand under rather than I am 
very intelligent fellow. <laughs> so. Anish, you had some questions? Yeah. Can you uh, give us on the planes of consciousness? Okay, wonderful, yeah. Yeah, we just passingly mentioned about it. This is, of course, a wonderful... So, planes of consciousness, uh, meaning thereby, to start with that, we don't exist only on this one material plane. And instead of starting with a metaphysical thing, let's start very practically. I, I am right now in Brussels. But at this moment, are we only in Brussels? No. Ideatively, we are elsewhere, maybe roaming into some ideative sky, maybe diving deep into some heart cave. So physically, I may be in one place. Let's start this way. Emotionally, I may be somewhere else. Vitally, I may be elsewhere. Intellectually, I may exist elsewhere and spiritually somewhere else. This is but why we don't know all this simultaneously? Because of the ignorance, we have to selectively concentrate. So when we are too much focused on physical and sensory thing, we forget that suddenly we get a message. Somebody is, you know, uh, come first or done something very well. Let's take a good example. So we may be physically somewhere, but suddenly our thoughts and feelings rush. And we are with that person experiencing that joy. It sounds very natural and normal because, you know, we live it. But why does this happen? Because we do exist on many, many planes. So corresponding to each of these things we experience, there is planes of existence. So there is the physical plane. I am not on the entire earth at the same time, but I am on a little spot of earth. So I know that area. That is the physical plane. Physical plane is made of gross matter. This quality is very dense, obscure, doesn't allow us to move freely. Its medium is very concrete and the human body built of this dense substance also cannot just fly in air. It holds everything by inertia, by gravity. These are the attributes of this physical matter and the physical plane. But we have a life plane where things fly. Literally you can feel emotions flowing as waves. So, because there is a plane of the vital where things are not bound so rigidly, we may experience only a section of it, like physically. Right now, I experience this spot of earth. But after a few days, I'll experience another spot of earth. So, in the vital world, there are many, 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 many subplanes, subdimensions, and we experience them depending upon where we are located, where the vital is at one point located. Now, in many of us, the vital remains tied to the body. It ties. So, we are all the time, our feelings, our life energy is connected only to what is happening physically. Oh, this happened. So, everybody, all the feelings. and But it need not be so. As we develop, the vital parts in us start expanding. A person doing business in place A may suddenly plan, oh, that place is much more conducive. So what happens is mind and heart begins to live there partially because he's preoccupied, he's reading books and everything. So there is this plane of the vital which has many sub-layers. So there is the lower vital which is a plane which contains all these uh, things which are very intimately connected with the physical body. 
food, sexuality, and then little more ambition. So, and then little more of this vital uh, emotions and feelings. So, emotions and feelings means there is a certain degree of ascension, and it's very interesting psychological repercussion. But I'll come to that a little later. The, to understand this is so important in our everyday life, and then there is a plane of the mind where we live in ideas. Now you see how we switch from one plane to another. You go to the ashram, and then of course there is beyond the mind, the spiritual, and deep within the psychic. Now all of us have some experience or the other of all these. When we are in front of the mother, very often you know life is beautiful. We have given everything to mother, and we are in that psychic state. Or when we suddenly receive a beautiful inspiration and we look at a picture, maybe before a mountain, and we are lost, and suddenly that mountain leads us to the grandeur of Shiva. So we have entered into a spiritual domain through the physical. I have travelled into a spiritual space, and I am having that experience. It could have happened before any mountain, but for me that moment became a moment of apocalypse. So this is the spiritual plane. but we don't live on that alone after some time we get a mobile call doc saab there is an emergency ha kya ho gaya okay <laughs> you know subarachnoid hemorrhage now i am giving a real example because i was inside just entering the ashram and somebody called up uh, so i my quick thing was subarachnoid hemorrhage so uh, i said acha abhi main aata hu but anyways baki sab arrange ho gaya so i went inside the ashram <laughs> now before meditation my mind is i must brush up everything about subarachnoid hemorrhage so i am i opened my mobile and started reading a little bit and of course i was spotted and yeah yeah doctor you are not allowed to see the mobile uh, read anything i said i'm sorry i was doing mother's work i thought because there is a patient <laughs> no don't read i said see this is so convenient then i have learned over a period of time don't argue <laughs> so i said okay i do a pranam so simultaneously because our mind has to focus on one thing so if we become oblivious of the other but there is a state of consciousness in which you can become aware of all these domains which exist in their own right there are forces energies which belong to that domain now to take an example what is the evidence that there are forces and energies indirect evidences are plenty have we tried to understand why at a point of time suddenly certain thoughts enter us some people will say neurons but neurons will not just imagine you have to give a talk for one hour huh? how the neurons will automatically process and create a ordered no they come so the mind the brain is just a receiving organ they are coming from all over what you select by training and whatever way you have allowed certain thoughts to enter and so grooves are created like a, much like a television or a computer so um, television program is another good example you are watching a program where is it happening so there are several levels of answer to the most material is happening right now come come see action live but not for the of course uh, live events but even with live events it's happening elsewhere it's not happening here and with many of the events they have happened much before and even before that before the director started a project on a movie it happened in the brain as an idea so if you keep working backwards you enter into the origin of things which is 
what should be in the cause is the supermind, the real idea. Now this idea, now we are seeing it from above downward. The Gita speaks about uh, Ashwat tree. The roots of creation are above, from there they spread downwards. So there is in the origin of the divine, this real idea. And this real idea is at once one and many. So there is the one idea, Ekoham Bhoshyam. The divine wanted to become many. And now that idea is the one which is governing everything. Because it's the most powerful, omnipotent idea. Omniscient idea. But it takes many forms. So in somebody, I want to become divine, the love. I want to become divine, the wisdom. I want to become divine, the strength. And so on and so forth. And its ramifications. So in its origin, there is the supramental plane or vision in which all is known forever. Actually, the way we see things enacted is a stream of time. But honestly, if we just step back and see things, we will see that this event which happened apparently now, its origin is long back. Simple thing. Today I am here. Now I may say that things... Now, would it have materialized in this way if I had not known Akshay at all? So we go back. Where did we meet? Why we met? So if you go back that way, you will see there is a whole trail. It's amazing to see the stream of time. We think of cause and effect as immediately. So in supermind, all is known forever. The entire vision. It's like when you go up and look at two cars which are moving. It's like, you know, when people comment on a cricket match, today is going on, no? India, Pakistan. Uh, more important than anything else in the world. <laughs> it's like a war. <laughs> so what happens when people are watching it? Are, wo shot mara. You know, they have seen and they feel it should not have been like this, should have, should have been like this, right? Because you are watching from a distance. Ja ke khelo. You won't be able to stand even <laughs> with that. So that is exactly what happens. As you rise in the consciousness, you will see an event taking place, which is already being shaped. There are two cars coming at a certain speed. And if one knew the law of physics, one will know exactly that they are going to collide at this point of time. But more than physics, if you know the intent of the driver, maybe he's going to turn elsewhere so they won't collide. So there are several planes through which this idea descends. And each plane has its own role in the formation of what we call as ourselves. So suddenly we are open to the thought plane, a suggestion comes and we say, oh, this is Corona, I am going to die. Where did this suggestion come? To somebody else, another suggestion may come. I am mother's child, nothing will happen to me. Same event, same situation, two different suggestions. One is the common collective suggestion, born out of fear. And prudence. Let me not, you know, be really negative. Another is another suggestion born out of a domain of faith. So another is a practical suggestion. Die and usko chodo. If you don't wear a mask, you'll be fine. So this way, there are suggestions which bombard us from these planes. Now, where if you have these suggestions, there must be some hubs, some places where the one idea is received and then transmitted. These are the godheads of the different planes. So every plane will have a godhead who is dedicated to one particular work. That's how you have 33, 30 crore. I know there are a number of explanations. Some explanation which tries to almost be apologetic about being gods. I would say the more the merrier because creation is so vast. They are cosmic managers. 
and divine is planned it so beautifully each god is a cosmic manager so there is a god who receives the impulsion coming from their rain so what he does he automatically uh, it's not magic he starts working upon physical matter like we make things out of plasticine so suddenly clouds are gathering the winds are flowing in a certain way and then they precipitate but he may have another god called wind god he gets the impulsion scatter these clouds <laughs> so the result is a question of these two clashes it looks like clash but then through the clash something else is being prepared for earth so that's a different thing because when human being see this unpredictability they grow in consciousness they want to be certain because this need in to be certain to be free of error is inbuilt within us that's how we climb that no no ye kya hua clouds were there i thought it's going to rain it didn't rain what was happening through this play between the wind god and the cloud god i'm using mythological words human beings grew no i want certitude at this level i cannot have i'll still be lost with the gods so the gods are there but to please the gods or to have a god is only in that limited domain that's why the upanishads say gods are there we are their cattle but go beyond them and identify with that supreme that's what mother also says Uh, beautifully so anyway so this is the plane of ideas similarly emotions have you ever experienced why suddenly something clicks with someone somebody else may say are you are doing a most foolish thing no my heart has gone for this person where did it all happen from the plane of feelings like waves they came entered and those who have an occult vision can see dove like feeling entering and if somebody could see like that would say this is going to be beautiful somebody sees a bird is entered but it is you know turbulent <laughs> i don't want to name <laughs> those feelings are beautiful domains i don't want to touch them by using terrible verb birds but there are birds saying this relationship will eat you up <laughs> this bird is entering i see and you feel this feeling because of this suggestion they enter the vital suddenly we are seized by an impulse and do things which we never imagined in our sane mind to do it people put money on satta and lose everything so there are these domains and to understand them is important because all our life and action draws from their breath and that's why shubhendra says to have a understanding of the play of forces use the word play of forces is so important for this yoga for yoga where you want to go away from life it may not be so important but in this yoga it's important so broadly we can divide these multiple domains the climb on this the mind plane mind itself as now i'm not you know going into that technicality but right at each level that real idea one idea gets little bit distorted a little bit it's like in any company the uh, you want to make a house and you tell the builder um or visit to architect i want to make a house this is what do you want you will say i want space i want light and you know now you can do this in several ways right so it gives you certain propositions and it may not match but at some point you say okay this one is okay it's still not click but say okay then it comes to the next level now the builder comes into play he is sir as any one ka oh now he is saying you can't just do it like this this so he modifies a little then the mason modifies a little the man on the ground who is laying the bricks modifies a little finally you compromise theek hai ab jo ban gaya so at each level mother uses the word formatures for these people 
So over mind downwards, you have the intuitive mind, the illumined mind, the higher mind. These, the real idea is taking a form. They are building a form, forms in the mind. At the higher mind, it takes a concrete form. So that is the birthplace of religions. So it becomes a fixed form. So that's why you'll see in religion, a lot of symbols, any religion. You'll have symbols, rituals. So it's a higher mind where it crystallizes. Then it enters the human mind, the rational mind. Rational mind toys with it. It gives a system of philosophy. Then it enters the vital mind, the imaginative mind. It says, philosophy is too much. So it gives stories, myths, legend, same truth. So you have the Puranas. So, you know, you connect at another level. Then comes the physical mind. He says, all this is nonsense. I don't believe. I want only what the senses know to be true. Then there is entry into the heart. So heart says, forget all this. I'll find in my own way. So the feelings come and you feel love for God or love for human being or love for yourself. (laughs) Something or the other, the energy of love starts doing its own magic because it's coming from that domain. No more the mind. So this energy begins to start, enter into conflict with the physical mind. Physical mind says only what the senses see is true. God cannot be true. The emotional being says, no, I feel it. Therefore, it is true. Finish. (laughs) Summary disposal. Whoever wins in a particular or life perpetual conflict, then it goes still further. God may be there, but what is he of use to me? So lower vital. Give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. Then the physical. And only for those material goods. we. So this is a whole hierarchy of planes and each of them has a god, a multiple gods. So there are Ucha Devta and there are Shudra Devtas. The higher gods. What is the task of their higher gods? You will see them in Savitri, Heavens of the Ideal. They constantly bid us to rise higher and higher and higher. And then there are the lower gods, they tie us, pull us down because consciousness is flowing from above downwards. So that it is natural movement. And why this natural movement? So that ultimately the victory has to be on earth. That is where the, that's where Shubhinder and the mother bring in the, you know, the yoga of transformation. So there are all these countless planes, but primarily now to come to the pure uh, mathematical part of it, there are seven planes. So this higher and lower, this division, So there are the three higher worlds and three lower worlds to start with. We'll talk about the fourth later. The three higher worlds are Satchidanand. So Satchidanand means three aspects primarily. Mother, the mother and Shurabindu speak about four, which is uh, more accurate. Sat is pure existence. So there is a world where Satchidanand appears as Sat Purush. So you'll see in religions. Satlok, Satnam, Satpurush, pure existence. So come in touch with pure existence, you are released from this bondage of this little existence. But there is another domain, higher world, where he is Chittapas. So as pure consciousness, which is full awareness, consciousness is two aspects, which is knowledge and the other is power. As pure knowledge, which knows all this world and ties it together, he is seen as Vishnu, managing the affairs of the world. And Satpurush, all existence as Brahma. This is how they have conjured the world. But not the Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh of the you know, later mythology. But Mahavishnu or Mahabrahma, Mahashiv. And then you have Shiva, the force. So 
Chit tapas has these two. And then you have Anand, Satchit Anand. So Anand, Ghanagan, Sham. So you have the Anand Lok. So all these three are higher words. Why they are higher words? There is the sense of oneness, unity. Obviously, there is no death because wherever there is unity, infinity, there will be no death. So that's why the dance of Vrindavan uh, in Golok, in Krishna's world, is perfect. Why? Because this perfect unity, perfect rhythm, the secret of leading a beautiful earthly life is actually there. And then out of them, three lower worlds come. They are its shadow. So we have the mind. The knowledge becomes a limited struggling mind, mind of the mortal ignorance. So it becomes ignorance. It is striving for the ultimate knowledge. It doesn't have naturally. You have the world of life, vital world, where Chit Tapas has taken this form. So what form it has taken? Life wants to achieve, experience, but it cannot. It is limited. So it takes the form of desire in ignorance. And then the Satlok, the Satpurush, one existence becomes this matter. This is what we call as I exist because my body exists. So Sat, Chit, Anand. What about Anand? A drop of Ananda resides in us as the psychic being. That is the, so touching the psychic being releases the Ananda imprisoned in man. So there are three higher worlds made on unity, truth, infinity and eternity. The three lower worlds where everything becomes limited. So there is limited existence, limited power, limited joy, limited knowledge and therefore there is a tussle. Because deep within we know Satchidananda is there. So we want more more and more and more and there is no end to it. It's actually a boon. It's not a, uh, you know, but only we must know how to get that ultimate. <laughs> but it is given to us to be dissatisfied and we seek for more because a limited existence knows intuitively behind it is infinite existence. So it can never be rest. But what is the link between these three and three? And that is the supermind. So supermind is like a prism. It receives the one and like a prism scatters into seven rays. It releases infinite rays out of that one. Actually, there are infinite. I mean, nowadays, if you see in computers, how many colors are there shades? Earlier, it was 64. Now, I think there's maybe a million shades. And literally, it's a, it's a sign that we are coming closer to truth. So there may be three primary colors, but basically, there are infinite is coming. So millions of rays, millions of possibilities. That's why the supermind is described as the sun. It is the creatrix consciousness. Beyond it, there is no creation. Divine is in its own masti. Anand Lok, there is the beautiful Ras, Maharas. In Chidgan Lok, there is Vishnu and his Leela. Time to time he has to come down on earth, but otherwise all is joy and wonder and beauty. In Sat Lok, there is this Great Parampurush. You can't ask him about creation. He'll say, what creation? Come, vanish. There are people, Shivindu describes that in book 3, canto 1. He's unknowable. That's it. But here, there is the Leela. So what does the supermind, it has done? It picks up that idea and releases million possibilities because that idea is Contains within itself potential of infinity. One wanted to become many means 
you can imagine infinite possibilities that's why the sun is regarded as the symbol of supermind many rays some will come on this part of earth some another some another some will travel far and wide to distant planets and galaxies so from the supermind million rays are unleashed and then each has its own destiny as it comes through different layers of stratosphere and different spheres different domains and eventually it falls upon earth and then it awakens quickens life changes the season so these are the planes so to create a supramental divine creation means now a truth creation because supermind though it is the link it is still regarded as the upper hemisphere so you have in indian thought these two hemispheres of existence known as parard and aparard para is means beyond higher hemisphere there everything is based on unity truth there is no error there so there is no sorrow no suffering there is no pain there is always ananda so the upper hemisphere consists of these four layers now sat chit anand and vigyanme the supermind and there is the lower three hemisphere mind life and matter and that's why we see these stories ravan jalandhar you know sometimes they are described as trilokadhipati what is meant by trilokadhipati they had mastered material life vital life even mental life he had mapped the stars and knew how to manipulate the movement of the stars or destiny that's what is meant by all the navagraha he had captured highly developed intellectually scientifically technologically based on the mind and yet even if you have all the three worlds if you don't have that one you will collapse it's like a house of cards <clears throat> so on one side you will keep hearing trilokadhipati but beyond the trilokas you know in upanishad you have this dashmavidya the head is tripur sundari the beauty that none of these three worlds contains the divine mother and then she releases us into the higher domains we cannot go beyond the from the lower to the higher without the divine mother's grace that's what we see in savitri the world soul where she has to open the door she is the one who has allowed this limitation for a purpose because in every little limited thing is like a pot in which the seed has been planted so she limits the infinite therefore she is maya she has created the system of world she has created the gods goddesses all are under her influence they cannot go beyond their brief even the great gods they are limited they they have this sense that's why mother story about durga surrendering to the supreme is so significant they act under the divine impulsion but only in a limited field so these are the planes their countless gods energies the practical importance is that they impact upon us and we have to learn to choose like in a tv channel some people keep flicking the channel we do that whatever feeling can be nowadays there is something flow with the flow with the what whatever <laughs> very dangerous thing you know <laughs> even sometimes great to live in the present you know unless you qualify it my live in the present says go and slap this person so i am living in the present <laughs> being true to yourself these are great truths mind you but they are all distorted in the lower worlds so there is that like god like energies the asuric energies so live in the present wonderful great truth so asura says yes yes your, your present moment is this 
I live by my own truth. You don't even know your own truth, but I am living by my truth. <laughs> I think I have a question on this. Yeah. That are we at all times in all planes, just that we're not? Yeah. Aware? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is an important truth, and if you know that, life becomes beautiful. An actor killing or dying, being killed, is a stage play. He has an independent reality apart from this. If he has to play the role well, he must identify. Pran Sahib was a wonderful human being, but a perfect villain. When people saw him; they had this idea, but he was at heart a very good human being. So we exist on all these planes. This is there in one of the yoga versus stories. Um, some of us may have read it of Lilavati. As they go, even even Mahabharat at the end, when Yudhishthir goes, he sees even Kauravas are there in heaven. Is what is this? <laughs> so we all exist. But what is the difference then? The difference is there is a plane till which everything is still luminous and beautiful. But when it descends. there is a distortion in some more in others it is less so that's why the madan shivinder say this world is not an illusion it's a distortion so it's an illusion only in the sense that it is not an exact representation of the reality but a distorted if you say illusion then you can't do anything except run away from the illusion but if it's a distortion you can correct it so original and you see in real life also in real life also you will see that that's why nowadays we talk about even law talks about men's riya and actors riya and that is the beauty of indian culture that we give much more importance to the motive than to the act that's why people find very difficult to understand the gita it's not about violence or non violence it's about the state sthit pragya dedicated to the divine sarva sankalp sanyasi then you are acting it's not the act of final act maybe shooting an arrow or or using a gun as the soldier is but there is a that is the difference between a soldier and a mercenary but even there when you go deep within let's take a mercenary worst case scenario terrorist who is killing again we have to understand that on the ground level what you have to do it's understood but let's say a terrorist to kill hundreds of people and then when you go you go back deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper so you say i am very poor man these people promised me most of the terrorism by the way is all because of money there is nothing to do with ideology mm-hmm. yeah. so brainwashing is there studies of that it's all a play of dirty play of money and power control happening at levels which are best not spoken about and there is a fellow who needed money he got an easy money his mistake he shouldn't have chosen for that chosen for a true life but that's where the distortion comes in a grave distortion and he acted outer act is so gruesome deep within need for money because family and he loves his family now if you see deep within there is one existence the person wants a life where he is happy with the family loves family nothing wrong with that per se <laughs> but outwardly it has taken such a gross distortion again it doesn't mean sympathy with the outer act or with the that is the distortion that you know like beyond good and evil shri krishna talks of that but when we distort it we say it doesn't matter what i do then <laughs> so so he has distorted much more and that is dangerous and much of religious truths have got distorted like that 
but in its original impulsion they are beautiful that's why in any religion it doesn't matter which religion there are people who can contact the divine it doesn't matter what ceremony is going on they know because they have a true aspiration so when we look at life like that we understand in its comprehensive totality so there is a play here which we need to address but never to forget that there are levels at which we all exist and there are beautiful levels our own truth is there that's why deep with it to close this you know one proof that psyche being exists so if you take a worldwide survey of ask anybody and everybody regardless of their gender beliefs non beliefs religious secular and this and that or uh, any profession uh, educated uneducated literate illiterate because there are two different things being literate and educated mm-hmm. so you ask and you ask a few questions do you want love or do you want hatred do you want peace or you want agitation do you want beauty or do you want ugliness do you want health or do you want illness you know the answer will be same <laughs> but the paradox is we do everything which is just the opposite so we are all existing on these two planes one where we aspire for all that is divine and the other where we are doing everything that is undivine in the sense undivine has a practical importance it's deepest level there is nothing like that so why this happens because of these cosmic forces which come and mislead us so you will see in ramayana wherever there is yagna all these people come have you ever wondered are yagya kar raha hai what is there he is lighting a fire why are the asuras and rakshasas after this fellow <laughs> but you will see ravana he would destroy the yagya vedi and how they would destroy they will throw meat they will throw alcohol they will throw smoke they will create fear so by these means they want to destroy the inner yagna through the yagna the divine is manifesting yagna means refining a tendency they don't want it so these forces try to create distortion now the rishi is supposing it gets afraid and starts running he will chase him and kill him so what happened in somnath and he will chase him and kill him but one or rishi makes the act of courage or like markande even when death is near he holds shiva and says i am his child you dare not come near me i am death he says you may be kal but he is mahakal <laughs> so you see that choice which we make because both things exist i could have made a choice to succumb to fear to lure to the quick money and it would have led me on the gross distortion destruction uh, all this anger you know krodhat bhavati samoha delusions of it or i could have made a choice that well this is a challenge i will rise up to the challenge so these choices are there because we exist on all the planes if we were fixed then it there is no question of choice so that's how our journey is all of us and it's beautiful to know that like alice in wonderland who won the race all have come first all have won the race <laughs> remember that so beautiful so because we are not really running the race with somebody <laughs> or against somebody so, and that is the whole secret yeah i have a simple question yeah Sorry. what do these symbols mean oh wonderful <laughs> so yes so you see on the on on to your right 
my left, there is what is known as Shirobindu symbol. And on to my right and your left is the mother's symbol. So any symbol is a representation of a truth. So there are several ways you can reveal a truth. So you can reveal a truth in the flash of a moment through a vision. and a, Now that's not common. Very few people will have that apocalyptic moment. You can reveal a truth through pages after pages of philosophy. So it becomes uh, very difficult. By the time you reach the last page, you've forgotten the first page. <laughs> but it's the truth which is revealed. You can reveal the truth in one sentence. You can reveal the truth, a truth through a representative story. But you can reveal the truth also through a symbol. So in Indian thought, you see particularly in Tantra, you have Yantra, Mantra and Puja. So Yantra is a symbol. Now this symbol represents a reality. Symbol means by its nature. So that's why what does it mean? What is the reality it represents? So if it is Shirobindo's symbol, it represents Shirobindo's reality. That simple answer. It's the mother's symbol, it represents mother's reality. So now we see that how does it represent that? So you have this ascending triangle and descending triangle. And both these triangles are equilateral. They are not just ascending and descending triangle isosceles. They are equilateral. That's how in the center there is a square. And you have water and you have the lotus and few leaves. Each of them reveals something. So the ascending triangle is where matter aspires through life, light and love. So the first aspiration is matter is through life. Life wants. It wants perfection. It strives for, you know, delight. So first through life. Before that, matter is a dead inert object. Through light, it seeks for knowledge. It seeks for wisdom and through love. And all of them must be equal. It's not that I just through life and I forget about wisdom and love. So it's an equilateral triangle. All the three sides are balanced. Now, when all of them are balanced in response to it, there's the descending triangle, which is grace, the divine answers, the source answers. So the divine is Sat, Chit, Ananda, existence, consciousness, bliss. So he comes in response to our seeking. And in the beginning, he touches like two points, touch and recedes. Then he comes a little more, starts occupying some space in the heights of this aspiration. When we are in a beautiful moment of aspiration, we feel the divine contact. Then again, clouds come. Then he comes still further. We feel him in the heart. The golden light came down into my mind. And all my mind is untouched became a bright reply to wisdom's occult flame, a calm illumination and a flame. So it touches the higher layers. Then it comes still further, touches the heart. Love awakens, awakens for the divine. Comes still further, touches the vital parts. And we want to live for the divine. Then it enters into the very material body. And then there is this perfect creation. This square is the square is always the symbol of perfection. So here it is the symbol of the supramental, the junction between the higher and the lower. Mm -hmm. We are speaking about the junction. And in this perfection, you see water. Water means multiplicity. Water always uh, uh, is a symbol of life, even in um, fields. So wherever you know civilizations have sprung up around water. The word is river of life. 
people talk about tree of life but they forget about the river of life mm-hmm. so water symbolizes multiplicity which is creation so when you so but the creation where is the center of that creation so the lotus is the avatar the divine himself takes the conducts the affair of the creation and comes as the embodied human form to lead it forward even otherwise he is there behind but when he steps in the forefront then he becomes the avatar and then you have these three leaves around the lotus the manifestation so when you look at this symbol it gives us the secret of shirobindo's yoga we must aspire aspire for what for wisdom for love for beauty because form for life that is immortal luminous force when we aspire a time comes when that descent takes place but when you aspire there must be something at the center center of a life should shift from the ego and be and throne the divine but divine is too vague so the embodied divine the avatar that is the lotus lotus everywhere is a symbol of the divine so you'll find in this yoga people talk about centering their lives around shirobindo and the mother so is the embodied divine or krishna or christ depending on you know whoever so when they center around the embodied divine then they begin to grow into that divine image so the divine assumes a human image so that the human can grow into the divine if you center your life around christ you grow into the inner christhood which is what it is meant to be not an outer religion when you grow into center your life around krishna you grow into the inner krishna not create a cult around him when you center your life around buddha buddham sharanam gachami i'm not going into the semantics and the different layers of meaning then you grow into the truth of buddha it doesn't matter whether you visited a buddhist temple or not but this is the whole purpose of life center is the avatar the embodied divine and then not only for myself but for the whole creation so water so this is shirobindo's symbol which communicates this truth shirobindo as the embodied divine has come to lift this creation so that from its right now distorted ugly form it becomes a perfect creation he comes and brings the grace and he stands at the center of the evolution next if you want to put it like that that is shirobindo now mother she teaches us practically same truth but now this is all mother is lotus seen from above so it's basically lotus seen from above so you have the center center is aditi the divine consciousness saying okay you want the new creation new manifestation what is at the center it doesn't matter where you live you may live in the ashram but your center may still be the ego have we dethroned the ego and replaced there put there the mother so first thing required is center set the center right everything will be right any puzzle we learned this lesson as a student i'm sure as children solving a puzzle so you have done everything all around everything is fitting but center piece is not fitting somehow you know you are getting confused what has happened central piece is important in life but the center must be the divine around it the four powers maheshwari mahalakshmi महासरस्वती ब्रिंग्स सो इट इज दे हु मस्ट ऑर्गेनाइज माई 
life means my life should become a worship of the divine mother in these aspects how will it become a worship how do i worship maheshwari shubhinda is really given as a very new way i don't have to do a particular mantra and go to a place a but maheshwari is the goddess of wisdom what does she like wideness calm compassion tranquility to look at things from a great height when we grow these things in us she is very happy or rather they grow because of her yes. touch upon us mahakali mahakali impulses that are straight forward frank love for truth the power that brooks no obstacle when we have that kind of courage inside that means mahakali is doing a work and we are responding and then we have mahalakshmi which ties whole creation in a single warp and whoop of beauty and harmony so beauty and harmony in our thoughts and feelings beauty and harmony in life and surroundings beauty and harmony in each and every act when we live with that sense of beauty and harmony we don't have to learn moral rules to start with but let every act grow beautiful let it build harmony so when we live like that that means mahalakshmi is now working within us then mahasaraswati this must go into every detail so every detail of life there is she labors and that's why she is the one who is the most patient this age is the age of mahasaraswati because this is the age of perfect perfection so she works into every detail so she, one may think ah wonderful experiences i had mahasaraswati said no there is something else <laughs> and whenever there is clouds of gloom she will change with a smile don't worry i am working shivanda describes as a perfect counselor and mentor she chases with her smile the clouds of gloom that assail the seeker why because she says don't worry there is work to do come let's do it let's not get into gloom and despair i'm there we'll build it together hum honge kamyab together <laughs> so mahasaraswati when these four powers as they begin to work then there is a further efflorescence of the divine qualities which are needed for the new creation so we have these 12 qualities which change equanimity develops from within it's not a stoic something done from outside it's not indifference but in equanimity that develops from within outward goodness sincerity aspiration courage humility gratitude so all these 12 qualities he speaks about eight which are with reference to the divine and four with reference to humanity generosity yes so when these qualities begin to develop and we should also try to cultivate them by replacing their opposite that is the way of raj yoga which mother recommends so every time we have a hate so we must very consciously replace it with goodness the person may have harmed you but now if you are harming you have dragged yourself down to the same level you have that goodwill goodness and pray and leave it somebody is there who will take care whatever way don't even say oh god will see you no <laughs> so when we replace hatred with goodness and goodwill then we have these have to be cultivated like a plant has to be cultivated every time we are troubled and disturbed you know equanimity every time we think i am deviating from things sincerity bring it back to that same point focus centered rightly centered aspiration when things are very difficult we are getting lost into all kinds of the aspiration for the divine 
that is the saving grace so when we cultivate them and when all of them fully bloom that means the lotus of the divine life has fully bloomed within us so the symbol is recreated within us and we become part and parcel of the new creation so it's a symbolic way of representing the deeper truth Yeah. Oh, beautiful. My God, <laughs> I've heard and like you know process the meaning, but never like this. So all symbols are like that. They are meant to represent a reality, and it's very interesting to know and important to know. why because then we know that this is what we have to become and live in our life mm-hmm. otherwise the symbol laga diya pranam kiya then it's another religion yeah, yeah yeah every for that matter murat is a symbol it's not that krishna is always standing like this and playing the flute but it's a symbol flute is the call of the divine so he's calling us if you hear the call you rush like gop and gopi abandoning everything if you don't hear the call he'll meet us in kurukshetra he'll say come <laughs> i'll meet you there <laughs> so it's a symbol chakra is a symbol it destroys darkness that's how it is sudarshan chakra so all of them are symbol so when you look at the entire all this indian images when you mention faith you know faith is a very very powerful word at least yes. i have very simple questions so sorry if i ask anything which is little questions are all good there are no kinder answers can be foolish <laughs> when you say that you know faith finds you does it find everyone or there are some people who might not find it it delays time. faith is a attribute of the soul so all these divine things not only faith aspiration it is going to find you it may be quick or it may be late that's all there is a very beautiful passage in savitri where shubhendra describes a date is fixed mm-hmm. let me read Uh, read that whole passage mm-hmm. one who has made this world is ever its lord our errors are his steps upon the way he works through the fierce vicissitudes of our lives he works through the hard breath of battle and toil he works through our sins our sorrows and our tears whatever the appearance we must bear whatever our strong ills and present fate when nothing we can see but drift and bail a mighty guidance leads us still through all after we have served this great divided world god's bliss and oneness are our inborn right and then the passage comes a date is fixed in the calendar of the unknown an anniversary of our birth sublime our souls shall justify its checkered walk all shall come near that now is not or far so they are always there there is nothing else but the divine hidden behind the veil but when we'll be ready so that's the other part time factor so uncertainty is only in terms of time 
never in terms of eventuality mm. so as long as we know that courage so it does find us uh, but another way is when we are ready it just discloses itself look here i am here <laughs> it was all the time there sometimes to uh, uncover itself it can create situation and circumstances where you say where are you <laughs> says, i'm here right there, <laughs> beside you within you and suddenly you know there is a veil which is rent so he may use different ways the very opposite so to find faith he may lead us through a journey where one is full of doubt and one meets a situation where you have no choice but to abandon so that's how the journey now faith also there is a journey of faith even after it has touched faith may be small and limited faith may be covered with all kinds of demands and desires but faith grows into vastness wideness becomes more and more luminous so every of these divine qualities will have a faith a journey like devotion there may be that uh, the first two stages of hatuki uh, devotion or you know inferior kinds of bhakti arth and artharthi or they can be the bhakti of the gyani jigyasu and the gyani so faith will grow for instance uh, in any form of the divine you have a faith so that is wonderful but let us say that you have faith in if i pray to this god i'll get salvation okay that's a kind of faith but what if you don't want salvation you want the earth to change into a beautiful now there is a kind of framework which will not support it it is no that's not possible i mean this was my problem that well i don't want individual nirvana that's too selfish but then comes the extension and expansion of faith suddenly mother and should be that yes it is possible so faith gets justified a new aspiration begins but then it doesn't cancel the other stages it understands this limited faith even if it is limited it's okay that's why faith is something which is precious i am not talking about belief systems but a faith that is in the heart mm. so shri krishna says i strengthen it if somebody believes in a stone believes it is god let him believe that you know it is some kind of contact he is having of course he picks up the stone and wants to hit you with it <laughs> then the line is your faith cannot become my death <laughs> you have faith find god through that means wonderful but if you start using your faith to destroy other faiths see that was my way i explains many of these things but they have faith equal right as it yes but if your faith becomes destructive and intolerant of every other faith i have to stop you because you are doing what is adharma faith is too precious you have no right to destroy why destroy even convert somebody's faith because you are deviating him from his path so that is the beauty of sanatan dharma so it gave a bite but sometimes we may be lost in that wideness sab ka apna apna rasta yes so that's why i say freedom is till that point where your freedom does not become my bondage mm. <laughs> so that's how one has to look so faith also becomes wider more luminous and then it is justified with knowledge end of faith is knowledge then you don't need faith because you know mm. so but it's too precious a treasure if one has it one should guard it more faithfully than the treasure of kubera mm-hmm. and that's why the company of those who awaken or enhance this faith is so important 
because when the faith is very small flame then every little wind can blow it off but when faith has grown into a fire then when the winds come it grows still further and when it has become an inferno the storms can do nothing so we have to see at each stage when the faith is a teeny weeny chinna small little flame guard it put a fence around that little plant because it will be eaten by the animals mm. don't allow these all these storms to come don't get into active debates discussions because it's too small a flame suddenly you will see a uh, highly literate not educated degree person again and again the difference these all bogus things and if your mind is not intellect is not open to the wideness of the divine knowledge then you won't know how to answer and you will say i don't know maybe he is right he has written 10 books <laughs> he is acclaimed university professors call him so when the faith is small <laughs> take care avoid company of such people and books i would say when it has become a fire then yeah then the winds blow it blazes can when, faith be independent of any particular sect it is in its essence it is independent of sect but just as a child needs to hold on to something man in his present stage cannot suddenly that's why i was speaking of tantra these three stages so we can start about that like pashu human and the devta so in the beginning faith in the divine well or let's not even use the word divine perfection means that it is a perfect state buddha started like that anatmavad you don't give any form now buddha could do it buddha is mighty trampled over every desire but even when buddha gave the path he didn't give this he said he knew it is dangerous he only said don't fix it into doctrinal beliefs so anatmavad but he gave a path nevertheless he didn't say you can do any which thing so he gave the eightfold path he gave the dharma the sangha because you need to hold something so in the beginning just like when a plant is growing upward it needs you know it's very delicate so in the beginning we need outer representations so outer representations again can be very very limited or it can be wide so it can be christ in a church or it can be the imitation of christ where you see which is a yoga in its own right you discover christhood you see krishna inside a little temple in a particular pose rama always with dhanush pan but that is not their reality wherever there is parush there is rama that's why we have this no that durga one is 10 arm 10 bhuja dharani other way of understanding durga is wherever a woman john of arc or jhansi ki rani she is durga that's how that's a more vyapak way of understanding so one creates a sect other liberates you but you start from here then go next level next level then a time comes when you are freed from all that and understand the thing in its essence but then do you do away with it no that is the beauty so in sanatan dharma because human beings are at different level don't take away these rungs at the same time something else i may discover that mother and shivindu are inside me so what does it mean when i stand before them i say oh they are inside i don't need to bow no on the contrary now i will bow with a greater knowledge that is what is called as the gyani who is a bhakta why because ah they who are inside are outside also 
If I love someone, I like to see the picture of the person whom I love. I just can't say, you know, love is all inside. I don't need to express it. <laughs> the person will leave me in two days and go. He <laughs> say, you keep your love inside. It is of no use to me. So even when you discover the highest, there is a scope and a valid scope because body wants to participate. My inside has discovered the divine beyond every limit and fence. But my body doesn't, so it needs to touch. That's why you see Mother and Shubhindu, the relics and all those things that they gave. Because physical body also aspires. So therefore, all these things have their own place. Sex and cults are kindergarten and primary schools for to train us from the school of ignorance towards the school of knowledge. As we go further, we discover the vastness. We have done the higher secondary. But we don't take away the classes. A person who has done PhD doesn't say, there is no use of these classes. Dismantle them. He'll say, you have gone crazy. You have studied too much. <laughs> On the contrary, now he will come back with this full knowledge and teach the kindergarten at kindergarten level, primary at primary level, because he knows the different stages. That's what we see in the mother's uh, conversations. You know, she literally, when child asks a question, she explains like that at every level. So there are different levels. It's not either or. Some people need cult and sect, so be it. Some have gone beyond it, so be it. Some need to progress through forms. Some progress through formless. But we should know the limitations. The formless pursuit of the divine will not transform matter. That is the secret one must know. Because your form is not participating. Even when the mind is building a morat, an image, it is a form. So this uh, truth Shurabindu brings out. So when we meditate on the formless, if at all we can, it's not easy. The mind will get lost. But there is a way to meditate on the formless. So what happens? You will discover the vastness and the wide impersonality of Brahman, Brahman Nirvan. But then it will have no impact on the form because nothing in the form has supported your journey. Neither the thought, nor the idea, nor the feelings, nor the physical body serving the divine. So it's a beautiful discovery, liberates you individually, but for transformation it is not enough. That's why Shubhindu says we do not seek after the impersonal, but impersonal will come at a stage, which is fine. But to seek after the impersonal, that's exactly what the Gita says very beautifully. The, the Gita is, Arjuna asks Sri Krishna the same thing, but in another way. He says, some follow after the impersonal. So, and some, what you are teaching, devotion and you know, devotion has a tendency to what we call as cults and sects. So, he says, some are devoted. So, which is greater? So, Sri Krishna tells him, those who seek after the impersonal also ultimately reach me. Because the divine is a being there, and these are some people say how he is a being. Very simple. How do I say that I exist? I am aware. So that's how I can say it's not based on my body. I may be in coma. I don't know. I am not aware. So he or it or that which is fully aware, fully conscious, by its nature, it's a being. It knows itself. That's the end of the story. So it's a being. So. But the person seeking after impersonal doesn't know him. So he says, still, I am there, I draw him. But they climb through a very difficult path. They don't find any support. So when they are trying to climb, like 
Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible. That is, of course, film. So, height is only mountain is this much. If you climb a real mountain, if you fall, you are gone. He says, but others, I hold by the rope. So, even while they are climbing, it looks like they are climbing. <laughs> but the rope is in my hands. If they fall, I support. So, the journey is delightful because all through you are aware that there is a rope holding you. And secondly, he says, it's a more perfect and complete path. Because you discover the divine not only in his impersonality, but his supreme personality and infinite qualities. And then in creation, you discover him. Otherwise, you discover him away from the world. That's why all those who sought after the impersonal, they end up declaring that the world is, you know, illusion. Because there is nothing which supports this great discovery. So, while it is good to know that the divine is beyond I mean, impersonal is a wonderful thing, but it is not the end, not the origin of creation. How could the impersonal create at all to start with? There is no stir in it. Then we'll have to create a gulf between creation and that state, whatever it is. So supports are needed and these supports he has made. It's not like human beings have just imagined. So we have to know these steps and stages and it's always good to have the humility that I'm, you know, even I cannot do what even Tom Cruise didn't do. He only created a show. <laughs> uh, to do that, I have to fall down 10,000 times trying to climb. Maybe after that, then somebody will say, beta helicopter. Hai. <laughs> One day I learned the lesson. <laughs> so that's how the whole thing is. So cults and sects are not required, but in a sense, it's good. But you have to go beyond it. Don't limit yourself to that. Till you develop like Mother and Shravinda, of course, they are there in the ashram. That's wonderful. But to limit them that they are only there, that will be dangerous. So I discovered them in this house. I felt Akshay house that not only a meditation room, I said this pura ghar, ashram ka ghar hai. So that is a larger context which Mother herself has said. She said after 56 that wherever my children are there, and they are turned to the teaching of Mother and Shirobindo. There is a tie which is never cut. And that is an extension of the ashram, the inner ashram. So while this is required, it should be complemented by this truth that there is is Sarvavyabhi. And then we enjoy much more. So when you know this, that he is Sarvavyabhi, and you go to the Samadhi and bow down, you know that at whose feet you are bowing. When I watched this movie, Dosti, Tarachand Bharjatya's, I think first movie, with that is Rashi production picked up. So that was a time when Mother and Shivinda were coming from every side. They had taken to invade. So it was literally an invasion. So as the movie started, they used to put Mother's picture. And I saw it, ah, both of us, myself and my wife, kya baat hai. It was an aha moment. Picture knowing it's a good movie, but this is like Pasasuloga. <laughs> but then below I read the mother of Shurbindo Ashram Pondicherry. Frankly, it hit me. Not in a good way. I said, why she has been limited? What do you mean? Because that time I'm not part of Shurbindo Ashram, but she's so real and true. So somebody tells, you know, some of the people, when mother was there, when mother was there, I said, please don't say that. For me, this sentence doesn't exist. 
So there are different levels at which you perceive the same truth. But for somebody, it is required to put it like that because they need. Mother kept telling, I'm not just this body. You seek support inside. But it has its pluses, but it can become very disadvantageous. Because if you don't, you are not able to comprehend the totality of the divine. You limit. And then the divine will liberate you in by ways and means which will be sometimes, you know, terrible. <laughs> so, so it's good. Um, to start with is good, but to know that while the roots are rooted in one spot, the tree spreads wide into this whole open sky. So while it's good to be rooted in the divine, but to go beyond every cult and sect, not to dismantle anything, to know its place. Then when you come back, you know who is it whom you are worshipping and adoring. She's not the mother of Shurabindu Ashram, Pondicherry. She is the universal mother of unnumbered souls. Love in her was wider than the universe. The whole world could take refuge in her single heart. Then you see it. She became this mother. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much.